Hello. Hey. Hi. Okay, cool. So, hi, everyone. Welcome back to Peace with Peace podcast. Um, we took a little hiatus, so I'm happy to be back. And um, the podcast, of course, is dedicated to giving others a safe place to share their self-love and acceptance stories. This season is dedicated to sharing the stories of the LGBTQ plus community um, in our Pride Never End series. So I'm super excited. Um, it's our first interview, and Delaney is kicking it off for us. Hello. Hello. Hey. Um, before we get into any conversation questions, um, I just want to make sure that you're okay with being recorded and um, that you understand this recording or anything you say could and could travel throughout the world. Um or just stay in our town, whatever. But um, I just want to make sure that you are okay um, with this. And if you agree, we can keep on going. Yep, absolutely. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so excited um, that you wanted to do the podcast because I saw a post that you posted on Facebook and I'm like, yes, I need her. As soon as you reached out to me to join your podcast, I was so excited. I like immediately told my mom. Um, (laughs) It's awesome. I mean, I'm I'm happy that, you know, my Facebook post meant something to you. That's exactly what I meant for it to do, you know. Yeah. And so many other people I can imagine. You that's what I love about being real and just sharing your story because you have no idea the impact you can make on people and girl you made an impact <laughs> well that's I I got so much love back from from friends and family and you know like old friends from elementary school and girls that I danced with and it was it was kind of overwhelming because you know I just I you know in that moment I posted it for me mm-hmm. and it was just my thoughts and then all of a sudden I got all this love back and I was like yeah that's that's exactly why you have to be authentically yourself because you know other people respond to that and and it helps other people be authentically themselves too. And nothing's more beautiful than that. Oh, I, I love agree. it. I love <laughs> a conversation already. Um, so you can tell me a little bit about yourself, and then we can start talking about your self love and acceptance journey too. So you can just roll right into it. Great. Okay. So uh, my name is Delaney Harvey. I'm 19 years old, um, and I live in Brownsville, Pennsylvania, and I grew up here my whole life. I went to elementary school and middle school and high school here, and um, most of my family lives around here, mm-hmm. and um, uh, now I attend California University of Pennsylvania. Um, I'm pursuing a theater degree, which is super exciting, and um, is- I'll be going into my sophomore year in the fall. So I'm, you know, it's, it's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so my self-love and acceptance journey starts here because when you grow up in a small town, there is not a whole lot of people around that, that aren't just like you, you know, mm-hmm. um, everyone that I, I've always gone to school with and, um, you know, the, the people that I've danced with and, and, we all have very similar, you know, stories about us growing up. And so self-love is something that I think a lot of people struggle with when um, you're in a place so small because Mm -hmm. word travels fast and rumors fly fast and, um, you know, nothing, nothing that's private is really private. And so Mm -hmm. I think that um, 
growing up, you know, I have, I have really supportive parents and brothers and extended family. And so growing up, you know, I was always told you're talented, you're beautiful, you're, you're strong, you're resilient. And not a lot of people have that. And so I think that mm-hmm. that way I was really lucky, but I also have always struggled with um, mental illness and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the same body image issues that, that every teenage girl experiences. And um, so I think that self-love began with love from other people. Um, but I really had to find that for myself. And that was something that happened very recently. Um, definitely in my first year of college, I had to spend a lot of time by myself and figure things out on my own. And for the first time I was like, Oh, I, I love this strong person that I am and the, the person that I'm becoming. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's easy for you to take it from other people. And, you know, when other people mm-hmm. say that they love you and see those things in you, that's, that's easy, but yeah. it's much harder to see it in yourself. I agree with that. Um, that reminds me so much of um, my journey. So when you said um, like people would give you compliments, it's like, oh, thanks. But it's so easy just to, okay, thanks. Like not feel that for yourself. Exactly. Um, that's a whole different ball game. Yeah. <laughs> and I relate to that so much. Um yeah, that's that's exactly how I feel. And, you know, growing up, especially I, I do theater and dance and whatever. And so I literally everything I do is is for an audience and for applause and for people to, you know, praise the things that I'm doing. But it always felt a little bit disconnected, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, they were clapping for the thing that I'm doing and not the person that I am. And finally, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, like people also like just me, me as a, the person that's doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's special, too. Oh my goodness. It is so special. And I seriously I just want to talk about that for a second. Cause you're saying so many things. I'm like, yes, I love <laughs> it. So like the audience thing. So usually like people come to see you, like they're celebrating your talent and you are talented by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, you're very welcome. And it's like, I never realized that. And it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool like, a, it's like this feeling of, I just do these, I do these things because I like to do them and I, and I like to dance and I like to do theater and I like to sing and, and whatever. And it's almost like, I didn't even realize that like, I'm good at it because you know, you, everyone's getting congratulated and everyone, and you know, you, you kind of just shrug it off and you want to be humble and, whatever and it kind of gets to a point where of course of course you need to carry yourself with grace and mm-hmm. be humble and and all that but at the same time it's like yeah you are also allowed to give yourself credit for the things that you work hard for like as much as i love to do those things i'm also good at them and and i and i love that i can finally love that about myself as much as other people love that about me right and it kind of becomes your identity i feel like what you do becomes your identity and I feel like absolutely yes and like such a small town like where we grew up it's like um there's limited options anyway exactly what we're exposed to and then what you do decide to do like whatever your thing is like dance or singing or football or um, right like computer or whatever whatever you choose um, it does become your identity and it's such a small town. It's so hard to make people think of you as a multi-layered person. 
Exactly. Like, and that's what we are, right? We're not just like, like, I'm just not a mother. Like, I'm Alexa, who is also a mom, who is also right. a dancer. And you are just not a college student or not just a performer. Um, there's so many layers to us. And I feel like in a small town, that's very hard to get across to people. Absolutely. Um, yes. That's, I feel like in high school, if you asked anyone I went to high school with, you know, to say three words that described me, they'd probably say singer, dancer, smart. Mm-hmm. And, and I am those things. And, and I'm proud of myself for, for being and doing those things. But there is so much more to me and so much that, that people don't know. And so I think that, you know, on the topic of self-love, loving mm-hmm. yourself is really hard when the only person that is appreciating the other things about you is you. Right. Um, so until you learn to appreciate those things, you know, it feels like a lot of you goes unnoticed because like your only identity is the things that people see all the time. Yes. And it's like, I'm always like, if people only knew like what's in your head or like what you're thinking or like what else it's, it's just, it's such a disservice. Like what people see on surface level is such a disservice to the person. Absolutely. Um, And being a part of the LGBTQ community in such a small town, I feel like, um, that was probably tough. It was definitely, oh gosh, I could say so much about this. Um, it was, I think it was shocking to a lot of people when I came out. Um, Mm -hmm. because for me, you know, and I was, I was 11 and 12, like I knew, you know, I knew that I liked girls and I knew Mm -hmm. that I was different. And, um, you know, it took a long time to accept that. And, um, then when I was 12 and 13, I came out to um, my my mom and my best mm-hmm. friends. And I even had a boyfriend at the time when I was in like eighth grade and, mm-hmm. you know, had to come out to him. And mm-hmm. um, especially in a small town, you know, like those things travel really fast. And so mm-hmm. I, I did keep it quiet for a long time. And, you know, I came out kind of kind of gently at first and then pretty much all of my freshman year, you know, my friends knew, but I don't think that, that everyone at school knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it wasn't until my sophomore year, um, I was dating someone that went to a different school than me and we wanted to go to a dance together. And so I was like, well, I guess I got to tell people. And so I told my whole family and, um, it, you know, we pictures of us were on social media and, um, and it felt good. And I, and I, and I was so happy that I had, I had an incredibly, supportive family in that um Mm -hmm. but then you know on the other side of that um school was not always easy because then I spent all of sophomore junior and senior year with the same faces and the same people and um it's like all of a sudden I was just gay you know um Mm -hmm. and, and the thing the other things that so many people liked about me you know definitely got a little bit overshadowed by this um you know, this, this new facet of my identity. And I think what was hard too, is that I um, don't fit into a box. Mm-hmm. and I don't look like what many people believe to be, you know, a stereotypical lesbian, like, and, mm-hmm. and so, um, you know, going through high school like that, you know, there were, there were a lot of people who were like, well, no, you're not. And mm-hmm. you couldn't be, and I could change that and whatever. And, and, so learning to accept that part of myself was really easy when I was at home 
um, which I'm mm-hmm. so thankful for because for a lot of people, it is not that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely being in such a small town, especially because we're not in, in a small town, we are not exposed to as many different people as we might be elsewhere in the world. And mm-hmm. so, you know, being one of the, the few people who is out in our community um, was definitely, you know, shocking to people and um, got a lot of reactions that I was, that I certainly was not prepared for it at 15. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it was, it was difficult, but it was, it, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that I came out when I did and came out so early because I, I had a whole lot of time to, you know, grow from that. And, and it, it definitely, it definitely gave me strength. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you because, um, I didn't realize that you started this journey at the age you did. And I say that because even though you know, you know who you're attracted to, but you're still a kid and you still learn from adults and adults can be very mean towards kids and judgmental because you don't fit into that box that you mentioned. So um, I'm proud of you. And well, thank you. That's awesome because the this, this stereotype that's that word, I feel like I could just go on a rant about just that word. <laughs> it too. is stereotype is the ugliest word ever in life. And it, it hurts a lot of people and it makes people not want to know who you really are or like get it because they're constantly comparing you to a stereotype and it's like no no I I, like yeah okay I'm gay that's a part of me but like we don't go around telling people like like my someone wouldn't identify describe me as straight I feel like that would be one of the last things someone says but um, as opposed to someone who is a part of the LGBTQ plus community that would be one of the first things and that I had to with that for a second because that's also annoying well uh, yeah and that's and that has definitely happened and honestly that was something that I had written in that Facebook post was when I went to college and all of a sudden you know I would bring up my girlfriend and people would be like oh girlfriend and when I was you know in in high school um that that question was typically like oh you're you're gay and when I went to college it was like oh you have a girlfriend we never heard you talk about your girlfriend before and it was like it, you know, it was like this shocking like thing for me that I was like, oh, nobody, nobody cares what I am. Oh, that mm-hmm. doesn't have to, it doesn't matter what I am or, or who I'm attracted to or who I'm dating. Like they just want to know about my life, you know, and that, and I think because I don't fit into a box, um, that was definitely difficult, you know, in a, in, in a place where everyone knew me in a certain light. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden there was this new thing that they all that everyone had to learn about me and you know it for for a lot of people that was definitely the only thing they saw at least for a while yeah and it pissed me off when you said um someone people would say oh I can change that Woo! when you just said that and um I also want to say I say girl a lot when I'm talking so <laughs> you don't want me to say um girl like please you, you oh no scold you're totally me. fine um because that's something that I need to be more aware of but anyway girl when you said that I had to like put my pen down for a second because I'm like I can't believe people said that to you well yeah be- with without getting into you know too much detail 
um, there was definitely a scenario in high school and um, I, you know, was, was really close with, with um, a boy and like a group of boys and whatever. And um, after a school dance, um, I left the dance and came home and whatever. I didn't go anywhere after. And then when I got to school on Monday, um, I heard some new information about myself um, mm. that I had, you know, been with this guy um, after prom. And um, it was super hard because immediately everyone was like, oh, she's not gay. That's great. And yeah. um, it was it was super hard because it was like I had built this like identity for myself and I and I felt confident for a minute and and whatever. And then all of a sudden it was like I had to like prove myself to everyone all over again because one because one person didn't respect, you know, my identity and um. And from that, we've moved on and, and, you know, he and I hashed it out and whatever. And, and, you know, I moved past that and, and things happen when you're young Mm -hmm. too, that, um, you know, people are just insensitive by accident. And, Mm -hmm. but it, that definitely was not the only time that those kinds of scenarios happened and and people believed that they could change who I am for, for any reason. I'm like, come on now. Do you, do you think I wouldn't have have changed by now if I could. <laughs> right. Uh, nobody, nobody chooses to, you know, wake up every day and 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 argue with themselves for years about who they love. Like I don't, I don't choose that. I would never, I would never choose the hard way. Right. Like, don't you think I want my <laughs> life to be easy? Right. And you know what? I'm, I'm proud of you again. I'm proud of you for forgiveness. That is like it's the forgiveness you just described to giving that person whoever that person is um because that's hard you cannot move through your life without forgiveness and I believe Mm -hmm. that I lived with a whole lot of resentment you know not and not only about um my sexuality or whatever but I was very resentful towards so many people for such a long time and I don't know that anybody knew that but I definitely had to have had to you know carry that burden of like you know, being so like angry at people and, and, and disliking people for, for whatever reason. And then all of a sudden it, it definitely hit me in like my junior year of high school that none of that matters. <laughs> and, and you're allowed to make mistakes and other people are allowed to make mistakes. And once you're old enough to, to find out that, that the world is a whole lot bigger than right mm-hmm. where we are, like, like why hold on to that? You know, like, absolutely. Why- you know, forgiveness and understanding. Definitely, I would I would be a completely different person if I didn't have those two things. Because, you know, I'm I'm happier when I'm not carrying the burden of oh my, of, of yeah. resenting people. You know, mm-hmm. yes, it's like resentment is such a heavy weight, and then when you forgive, it's like you could breathe again. Absolutely, and you're so right. Um, people mature at different times, but there's a lot of things that are said out of immaturity and ignorance that can hurt but um that's awesome you're able to identify that and yeah people say stuff when they're that's great well Um, that's I think because I also said things that I was you know completely ignorant about like mm -hmm. I I had no idea you know some of the things that I said and did when I was younger too and I think that I got lucky that I I gained a lot of perspective early but, you know, some people don't gain for uh, for until later in their life, you know. But um, I think that, yeah, I mean, I mean, you just you grow and you learn and and then you get to where you're going, I guess. 
Right. And I'm with you because I make mistakes. I made mistakes. And you know what? It's the only thing I know that is that I'm going to keep fucking up. And then right. eventually one day I won't. We'll just we'll see what happens. <laughs> right. Well, and that's so human. Like, I'm, I'm thankful that if I never messed up and if, if nobody around me ever messed up, then as soon as something went wrong, I'd have no idea how to handle it. Like, I'm, I'm thankful for the mistakes that I made. And, and there have been plenty. And, <laughs> and so knowing that I make mistakes and knowing that the people around me are going to make mistakes, too, like, it just makes it so much easier to, to, to exist and be human because we're all doing it. Absolutely. That's the truth. Um, now we're going to talk a little bit more about how um, being a part of the LGBTQ plus community impacted your definition of beauty or self-love. Um, I always ask of this question about beauty, but I think I'm going to change this in future podcasts because I feel like beauty is something that beauty is definitely in the eye of the beholder. Like we all have different definitions of beauty. Um, Absolutely. And I feel like we all strive for beauty sometimes. Like I feel like I feel like that's everyone deserves to feel beautiful. That's what I that's something I feel. But self love and beauty are different. So I might just for future note to self when I listen to this podcast might change that for future. And but, it's so crazy that you say that because that literally as as I was you know reading over the the questions that you had sent me I was thinking about um, this question and beauty and self love are completely different to me. But being a part of the LGBTQ plus community has definitely impacted both of those things for me. Tell me, tell me, so, tell me about it. So for, so when it comes to self-love, um, I talked a little bit about that earlier, you know, self-love for me has always been difficult because, uh, you know, there's, there's all these things to love about myself. And then I remember that I'm, I'm not even five feet tall, you know, <laughs> or, or, you know, there's all these things to love about myself. Um, and then I don't know, I, I do something stupid, you know, like mm-hmm. there's just the self-love is so complicated because it, it comes down to who I am on the inside and on the outside and the mm-hmm. way that other people perceive me and the way that I treat other people. Like self-love is very difficult, but um, on a completely, on the other end, I think that beauty has always been something that was so easy for me to understand. I, I find beauty in everything and I'm blessed to, that I look at the world that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I just think I, I love everybody. Like, I, I say that all the time. Like, I'm like, I don't know how to hate anybody, but I, I love everyone. Like, I just, I love people and I love things and I love memories and I lo- like, I just love everything. And I find beauty in all of those things. And I think that being a part of the LGBTQ plus community and my definition of beauty definitely just enhanced each other because mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, there's this whole wide world of people who love people the same way that I do or who love people in an entirely different way than I do. And I get to learn about that and I get to admire that. And so beauty for me was so easy to, to understand and, and care about and admire. Um, whereas self-love, I think that being a part of the community really, you know, gave me, gave me strength and, 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 you know, learning that the way that I love people is something to love about myself definitely you know it all just it just all came together and and it's and I feel so lucky that I'm talking to you about this right now because this really is something that you know clicked in my brain 
recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in the past year, I have finally, if I would have been talking to you a year ago, I would not have had all these things to say. <laughs> I, I definitely have, have grown a lot and on my self-love and acceptance journey and on my journey of finding beauty, I, I definitely have, have found so much and, and it, and it makes me so happy. And, um, being a part of the LGBTQ plus community, I mean, it plays a role in my, in my life every single day. And, Mm -hmm. and I do, I honestly, I love myself a whole lot more, you know, now that I'm confident in who I am and who I love. And that is beautiful. (laughs) You took the words out of my mouth. And I can tell as you're talking that you're truly happy. Like, I don't know, you could just feel when someone's at peace and they're just flourishing. And I feel that. I was just at a graduation party like last weekend. And one of my family members that I haven't seen in in quite a while because, you know, because of the pandemic and and whatnot, um, she walks up to me and she was like, Delaney, you are just glowing. She was like, you look so happy. And I was like, I am. I was, and you know, I was almost surprised at my answer because uh, again, like a year ago, I, that was not who I was and nobody would have referred to me as glowing. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, I think the pandemic had a lot to do with that, but, mm-hmm. um, it was, it was so refreshing that, and, and it's refreshing to hear you say that because, I am. I'm. I'm happy, and I'm thriving. And of course, I have terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, for the most part, you know, I'm. I'm figuring out how to love myself and love other people, and by the same token, figuring out how to help other people love themselves. And mm-hmm. and that's, you know, I. How could I? How could I not be happy? Right. Right. I love it. I love everything <laughs> you just said. That's awesome. Um, you mentioned your like how your family was supportive. You just mentioned your aunt um, and your friends. So can we just talk a little bit more about how relationships have been a part of your journey? Absolutely. So um, I guess we can start with I'll start with my friends because those are the first people that, um, you know, I came out to. Mm-hmm. So. I remember I was, you know, in eighth grade and I had two very best friends that were a few years older than me. And I remember when I came out to them, they were both like, okay, that's great. And it was just this very like nonchalant, like, okay, we support you. And I was like, oh, okay. And um, for my first, you know, coming out, that was, that was incredibly (laughs) relieving. Um, And then fast forward, I had come out to my mom and we had had conversations about sexuality before that, probably when I was, you know, 12 or so. Mm -hmm. Um, but never, you know, I never, you know, came out and Mm -hmm. said, I, I like girls and only girls. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. um, so, but my mom has been super supportive and just, she's just awesome. And, and is always, you know, researching and, and joining, you know, parent groups on Facebook with, you know, other parents that have LGBTQ plus children and Mm -hmm. and whatever. She's, she's just incredible. And then um, shortly after that, I came out to my dad and my dad is incredible too. He just, he, he, I think he would love me no matter what, (laughs) just (laughs) you know, regardless. Yeah. He's going to be on my side. Um, And then, you know, my sophomore year when I came out to most of my family, their uh, collective response was for the most part, okay, (laughs) that's that's great and um that was also relieving and I have this like 
fear sitting on my chest that like everyone was going to like think of me different. And, you know, now I bring my girlfriend to on, on family vacations. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then fast forward, you know, I can talk about, you know, actual, you know, romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. I, um, the first time I ever went on a date with a girl, I was 13 and we held hands at the movie theater and I kind of thought my I was going to explode or like spontaneously combust. I don't know. <laughs> and um, it was, it was sweet and whatever. And mm-hmm. we don't talk anymore. I don't think we've talked <laughs> since then, but it was like, it, it's just something that I will never, ever forget. Um, oh, I love that. And I had, um, you know, a, a, a few relationships throughout high school or, or situationships and, and whatever. And, um, honestly, I am so thankful that I got to meet the people that I did in high school, um, Mm -hmm. from my school and from other schools and, and in general, you know, friends that I met on the internet or, or romantic connections that I made on the internet. Like there were so many, you know, people that I got to, you know, experience like my, my sexuality and the way that I love people. And I think that that really, you know, helped me, helped me grow. A lot of people don't figure out their sexuality until late in their life, Mm -hmm. you know, until, until college or after. And so for me going into college, knowing exactly what I expect out of a relationship and not only a relationship, but a relationship with, with another woman, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So romantic relationships definitely, you know, if it's, it's different in a really small town because, Mm -hmm you know, there's, there's not a whole lot of people like me. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, now I have been in a relationship for eight months with a wonderful woman. She's just the best. Oh, I, me too. And, um, it's special because I get to share this version of myself that has no fear or, or hesitation about my sexuality. You know, that was, always something that I struggled with in relationships, you know, because when you're 14, 15, 16, even 17 for me, like, you don't, how, how am I supposed to know who I am? I don't even, I don't know what I want for breakfast. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to know, like, what kind of person I want to love for my whole life? And mm-hmm. then, you know, through experience, I think I kind of got to this point where I was like, oh, this is, this is what I expect from other people who, who want to love me. And this is what I expect from myself, you know, mm-hmm. for, for the way that I want to love someone else. And it kind of led me down this path. And I am just so like content with the way that, you know, that I love. And um, as much as, you know, I, I have a lot of friends who say like, oh, I regret this relationship or, or that relationship. I regret nothing. And I'm thankful for everything because I am exactly where I want to be right now. I love that. Regret nothing, thankful for everything. Um, that might be the title of this podcast because <laughs> that is the best way to look at things. And as you're talking, you said situationships, and I don't think anyone has ever addressed the situationship yet. And I just want to say your situationships can teach you just as much as your relationships. Absolutely. So I'm so happy you mentioned that because that's real talk. Well, um, Situationships, uh, in as and especially, you know, like uh, as an LGBTQ plus member, I a a lot of my you know 
quote unquote relationships throughout high school were situations because I'm like, well, I don't know, like, you know, the person I was talking to wasn't out of the closet or, or the person I was talking to wasn't sure about their sexuality. And so we never put a label on it and, mm-hmm. and whatever. And so it was like, like, especially because, you know, we're in a small town, like I was someone who was out and proud for a really long time. And eventually, you know, I was just like, oh, people are either gonna like it or they're not like it mm-hmm. is what it is. But not everyone felt like that. And not everyone had the same courage or the same support system. And so situationships for me were, were, you know, kind of the norm for for, <laughs> for most of that time, because, because I was in one place. And, uh, you know, a number of, of other people who I was in a situationship with at whatever point, you know, were in a totally different place than I was. And, um, you know, situationships don't always have to be bad. And on, and honestly, I think that, um, or at least I hope that those situationships, you know, that from their end, I was able to, to give them some kind of courage or some kind of, you know, um, influence and, and, and positivity on their journey because I know for for sure that I just have met so many people that definitely influenced me and you know have given me so much really to be thankful for because I would never know how to love the people that I love now if I if I didn't you know get to experience the people before yeah I'm clapping to that you got me clapping this is great (laughs) that was I love it and I you know what as you're talking the level of self-acceptance that you have as you're talking, I know that has taken a lot of self-discovery. Just like sitting there and getting to know yourself. Like you're saying, um, I know what I want from a relationship and I know how I want to love someone and what that means. And the, the things that you're saying shows me and should show everyone listening by the way, listeners out there, this (laughs) self-discovery that you have and have done and you'll continue to have because we all, we keep learning about ourselves. And I love that you've done so much work till this point. I think that, you know, learning to accept myself and and it's, and it's still a daily struggle. You know, I still, I Mm -hmm. still have daily many of them where you know I'm I wake up and I'm like oh my god like what am I doing what who am I like what like what am what are my goals what are my ambitions like like it's confusing still and and I'm sure a year from now I'll have more you know answers for those questions and I think that I I have spent so much time and I think a lot of you know I go back to relationships definitely have impacted that because you know when a relationship starts and then by the time it ends like I I I was a completely different person at the beginning and end of every relationship that I've been in Mm -hmm. I even now I think eight months ago before I met my girlfriend like I was I was so different and at that point I had just started my first semester of college and whatever and so like eight months later I'm like oh my gosh like (laughs) so much and I think that accepting myself like in my first relationship with a girl I surely did not accept the person that I was in the in the way that I wanted to love people and the way that I wanted to love girls and Mm -hmm. at this point like to be able to say oh yeah that's that's just who I am and that's the way that I live and I like it's it's a little bit shocking for me to hear it coming out of my own mouth (laughs) But um, it, I mean, it, it is like self-acceptance and just 
accepting who I am completely like you know no strings attached every every single part of myself like learning to and then finally accepting it is like you know it makes it easy to talk about because <laughs> yeah yeah this is just my story I don't have to fabricate any of it <laughs> yeah right right you're absolutely right and I think it speaks to like we are all human and this is what humans do and we learn about ourselves and then we become a different version of ourselves based off of an experience or based off a of new information or something and then we go on that and learn more and love more and accept more and like you said it's not easy this shit's not easy loving yourself accepting yourself all that stuff is hard work it's not no, easy I and even when I talk about it and like it, you know it's like all these words are just like flowing out of me and <laughs> like like myself in high school would be shocked right now like like to know that I now I like I I just am I'm a totally different person and I'm you know on this given the same respect you know I'm I'm the same Delaney and you know at that that'll never change I'm always going to be myself but I've I've changed so much and I'm a completely different version of myself for sure Mm -hmm. and it's so funny now when I run into like old friends or or I don't know old flings or whatever (laughs) I I find myself you know in these situations where they're like you just sound so different and I'm like yeah because I am (laughs) right and I should be and I'm glad that I am and it's always shocking too you know when when you run into someone and you're like you aren't any different and I and I just wish you growth you know Mm -hmm. I love that so Delaney tell me about a time you felt beautiful uh a time I felt beautiful I was struggling with this question because as much as I preach self-love and 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 recognizing beauty and everything um I think the hardest the hardest thing to to see beauty in is has always been myself um but I think I I can remember two times you know vividly that I was like I feel beautiful right now and that was um my I was at a dance competition my senior year it was the last time I got to compete because um the last competition I was supposed to go to got canceled due to COVID um and I was doing my solo and literally was wearing like a costume that one of my friends let me borrow that we like stuck some rhinestones on and mm-hmm. I'd been competing all day and so my hair looked a mess and whatever and I finished that dance and I'm so out of breath and you know I'm, I'm just but I stood there under the lights and I felt so powerful and beautiful and I didn't even care what happened after that I didn't care about you know the <laughs> I didn't I didn't care about any of it I was like oh my like I just I felt so beautiful absolutely in that moment and I think after that um was definitely in in so in in college fast forward so that was like what like almost a year and a half ago and Mm -hmm. then um I when I met my current girlfriend um you know it's not it's not that I never felt beautiful before or that you Mm -hmm. need a person to feel beautiful because you don't and surely I felt beautiful you know, without another person telling me so. Um, but there was a moment we we went on, I don't know, we went on a date. It was one of our like first dates and it was awkward and silly, you know, how how the early stages yes, first dates can be. Yes. And we're literally just sitting in this restaurant, like talking and whatever. And she looks at me and she was like, You look so beautiful. 
And I am in the middle of this restaurant, like about to cry. Oh, you know, I don't know if she knows that. And she's going to listen to this and be like, oh, <laughs> um, I just it was this moment of like, oh, like, like, I, I really love this person and they really love me. And she thinks I'm beautiful. And it was the first time that I believed someone that I was you know, pursuing romantically when they told me that I was beautiful. And so it's not that I needed someone else's you know, reassurance that I'm beautiful, but it was almost like, oh, I, be- I believe you. Thank you. And I, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, we were talking earlier about where you're just like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, when someone, you know, says anything nice to you, <laughs> um, I like believed her. And I, when I said thank you, like I meant it. And it was just, I, I felt so beautiful in that moment. And I wasn't, you know, I had no more insecurity about, you know, being on this date or being nervous, or am I going to say something silly? I was like, nope she thinks I'm great. And I, that was definitely another, you know, unforgettable moment where I just, I felt beautiful. Now I'm smiling. As you were (laughs) telling that, I just started smiling. It's so cool. And I think you do speak to um, the first example, you were completely alone on stage. Like, it sounds like you were doing something you loved and you felt beautiful. And then on the opposite end, when you were with someone you loved and you all were hitting it off, having a good time, you felt beautiful. And I think, those are two great definitions of beauty and how you felt those things. I think that's awesome. It's definitely a testament to like, like beauty just showcases itself in different ways. And I think that's why I think everything's beautiful. And I, and I <laughs> think so much because it doesn't, it's not like, Oh, you, you have to look pretty to be beautiful. It's like, no, you have, you have to feel it and you have to believe it. And you like, there's all these things that like make up a beautiful thing. And, um, absolutely. I mean, I felt it when I was a hot mess on stage, <laughs> I felt it when I was all done up to, you know, with someone else. And that's, I mean, it really, it, it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing or what you look like. It's, it's a feeling. And, you know, when you believe it, that's, that's what I think beauty is, is when you believe that something is beautiful. Yes. Okay. So. We are coming to an end of our interview. What do you want people to remember from your interview? So if this is your like mic drop moment. What do you want people to remember? Um, I've mentioned it a few times already, but if anyone remembers anything from this interview um, that I've said, I hope that it is to grow and to you know achieve and to have ambition and and all the rest but but mostly to just love everything and find a way it's hard it's so difficult to love everything and to love the things that you do it's difficult to you know to pursue your passion sometimes you know i i love to write music but there's still days where i pick up my guitar and nothing comes out and there's there's so much to be said about learning to love everything around you, every person, even the people you don't like, you learn to love them every anyway, and love the place you live and love the places you're going to go and love the people you meet and, and, and <laughs> find everyone. And I honestly think that I have found so much happiness as soon as I learned how to just love everything, love everything, even when you hate it. That, that's what yes. I remember to love everything even even when you don't want to because it's worth it and because as 
if you know that you're loving it and you know that you love other people and love everything as much as you possibly can, then you won't, you won't have any regrets. I love it. Love everything, even when you don't want to. I love (laughs) it. Well, thank you so very much for being a guest on the Peace with Peace podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And Peace with Peace peeps. Thanks for listening to this episode. Um, Remember to follow Peace with Peace on Facebook, like peace as in like a slice with peace as in like peace, love, and happiness. Um, (laughs) And just stay tuned. Thanks. Bye, y'all. Bye.